the best science for the most neglected. That phrase defines the mission of international non-profit medical organisation DNDI, the Drugs for Neglected Diseases Initiative. And DNDI is marking the 20th anniversary of its founding with a symposium in Rio de Janeiro this week. After Médecins Sans Frontières won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1999, it pledged the approximately $1 million US dollar prize money to setting up a neglected diseases fund. That led to the formation of DNDI in 2003 by Dr. Bernard Pakul, who ran the NGO for its first 19 years. Today, the executive director of DNDI is Chilean French medical doctor, Dr. Luis Pissarro, who devoted much of his career to increasing access to HIV care in Africa before joining DNDI. Dr. Pissarro, thanks for joining us on Sunday Extra. Hello, and thank you for your invitation. DNDI describes itself as an alternative model for medical innovation that delivers. And one big thing it's delivered in 2007 was a patent-free treatment for malaria, which has now had over 500 million courses distributed around the world. Could you tell us about that project? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think it's really very important to uh, understand first that beyond neglected diseases, there are neglected patients and uh, they are neglected because uh, the current model of research and development it's overall really uh, you know mobilized by profit uh, the pharma companies are trying to develop the drugs that will bring uh, you know the highest profit for them malaria at the time uh, was only affecting or mostly affecting poor populations in very you know, remote and low resource settings. So it was not strong incentive to develop drugs uh, for those patients. And the drugs we had were very old and difficult, uh, you know, to give to the patient. So what we did uh, was really to engage with a pharma company uh, like Sikla uh, uh, in India, uh, discussing with uh, pharma companies also in Europe, like Sanofi, and say uh, it's possible for this specific population uh, to develop a drug that will be easy uh, to give orally uh, and that will be effective as uh, the drugs we have now, uh, but much more affordable uh, for patients. Uh, and that was the work we, we started to do with them, with researchers, uh, and finally, uh, you know, achieving the goal you uh, already mentioned. DNDI has also focused its resources on neglected conditions that are much less well known than malaria, like Chagas in Latin America and sleeping sickness in Africa. Could you describe sleeping sickness for us and the work that DNDI has done there? Yeah, absolutely. Sleeping sickness uh, is a parasite disease. Uh, and this parasite is transmitted by this famous fly called the Thetstave fly. In the 20th century, uh, the parasite has been killing southern and southern of people, uh, mostly in Central Africa, uh, you know, in also very remote areas. The only treatment we had when the NDR was created was based in arsenic. And you needed to inject to the patients. It was very, very painful. And one on 20 patients were dying from the treatment because the arsenic. So it was very important for us 
you know, to think about a treatment, of course, that will be safe and that will be easy to give to the patients orally. So we started working again with, of course, people in the field, uh, the health workers uh, that are close to the patients, uh, the Ministry of Health, uh, pharma companies like Sanofi. We worked also with philanthropists like the Gates Foundation, a lot of research uh, you know, institutes all around the world that were supporting this. And we were able to bring an oral drug now, Fexinidazole, that cure patients at home uh, and, of course, uh, avoid uh, those patients to go in the very, very difficult disease affecting their, uh, you know, their sleep. That's why we call sleep and sickness. They become like, uh, you know, really crazy people. And uh, uh, the only end without treatment was dying. So uh, bringing this drug has been uh, a very, very strong breakthrough. And what sort of impact has that had on the incidence of sleeping sickness in Africa? Well, hopefully um, there is the drug, but not only the drug. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, we uh, collaborate with all the colleagues, as I said, Minister of Health, but other organization. Uh, you know, to reduce the transmission of this disease and trying to, uh, you know, decrease uh, the tsetse fly and the conditions for the fly uh, to get developed. That's uh, something that have helped, definitely. There are colleagues also working, uh, you know, in terms of diagnostic, because what we want with this treatment is now to go to the elimination of the disease. Uh, and to eliminate the disease, we need to be able uh, to test first uh, everybody who is infected by uh, the parasite in order then to give them uh, this treatment. So I would say uh, we are on track to go to the elimination, and it's definitely a collective work uh, we do from the public health perspective and from the research side. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with Dr. Luis Pizarro, who's the executive director of DNDI, the Drugs for Neglected Diseases Initiative. Luis, the, the WHO lists dengue as one of the top 10 threats to global health. How is DNDI responding to that challenge? I would say in two ways. Dengue is also a neglected disease, as we have already mentioned for sleeping sickness or chagas. Uh, because there is no drug for the moment curing from dengue. Vaccines have been, uh, for the moment, developed with more or less success, uh, but we don't have a treatment for dengue. So it is a neglected disease, and we are engaging with uh, colleagues all around the world. We have pushed for a dengue alliance with colleagues in India, Thailand, Malaysia, Brazil, and soon uh, some African colleagues will join, and we are trying to repurpose. It means we take an antiviral, we know it works for other diseases, and we try to test also for dengue. So this is repurposing a drug, or we're trying to look for new entities, new antivirals that will be efficient uh, for dengue. So this is the scientific work. Behind that, there is, with dengue, a very interesting question on climate change, because we know that when uh, now, uh, you know, the temperatures and the weather in general is evolving, 
countries like South European countries are being affected by dengue. And you in Australia, you know very well that in Asia, the weather changing is also bringing this uh, mosquito to regions where the mosquito was not in the past. And if the mosquito is there, it means that the transmission from one person to another of dengue will increase. And we are really, really worried about the number of outbreaks of dengue you have in Southeast Asia, uh, in Oceania. And I think, uh, yeah, for Australia, uh, there is a strong, I would say, work and objective to support uh, this type of program. Could you explain for us a little bit more what is alternative about the model for medical innovation that DNDI champions? It's really, you know, about it's an inspiration of what the Nobel Prize in Economy, Orstrom, described it as common good. Uh, common good means that when everybody brings something to the table without thinking in its own interest, but thinking in the interest of the of the people, of the collectivity, uh, we can uh, do much more than just the addition of uh, our individualities, I would say. So this model, what is proposing to different actors, uh, you know, is in order to get these social objectives, bring, you know, your added value, your piece, what you can bring here. So for pharma sectors, it could be to share a molecule they have in their libraries, you know, for a disease they will not invest on. Uh, it could be to support the production of a drug uh, that doesn't cost too much for them, but that really can make a difference for those neglected population. It's, of course, asking, you know, the philanthropies, uh, uh, proposing to governments, uh, you know, to contribute financially to this type of project. Is mobilizing expertise in countries. There is a lot of expertise, scientific one, ministries of health, they know their country, they have public health approach. Uh, you know, it's really engaging with everybody that can bring something for this collective objective. Uh, and uh, DNDI being, we call the sort of director of orchestra, uh, you know, to uh, make that happen and to put those different instruments, I would say, into our nice and uh, effective music. <laughs> I mentioned with the malaria drug that DNDI developed that it's patent-free. Are all the drugs that DNDI develops patent-free or is that only one model? No, it's for us the most important element uh, is access uh, for patients, right? So in order to get uh, those drugs accessible, we negotiate from the beginning with those different stakeholders, you know, to be sure will not have uh, an issue at the end. Some drugs, for instance, for sleep and sickness, uh, there is no for-profit market for that because most, I mean, if not say all the patients, you know, will be uh, in very poor remote areas. So Sanofi has accepted to give the drug to WHO, World Health Organization, that then is distributing the drug to all the African countries. We can have situations, uh, for instance, we were talking about dengue, where uh, this uh, drug could be interesting for very rich countries, you know, that would like to buy this drug. So what we will do in this case, 
uh, is to negotiate uh, with the pharma company to keep a very low price for, you know, uh, low and middle income countries. This is what we did with hepatitis C. We developed uh, with colleagues from Farco in Egypt, from Ministry of Health in Malaysia, a drug for hepatitis C. At the time, you know, the treatment for hepatitis C was around $50,000 for patient. And we were able to reduce the price uh, to less than $500. But this is the price that was negotiated for low and middle income countries. And sometimes you can have even something different is for COVID and pandemic preparedness. We started developing new antivirals uh, with a very open science approach with colleagues from all around the world that wanted to contribute to that and were not interested, uh, you know, to, to get any profit on this. What we said is that it should be open science. Everybody must learn from the work we were doing, but we didn't want, of course, to have somebody taking uh, these results, having a patent, and then getting money from that. So we developed a specific patent here to protect the knowledge we were producing and to be sure at the end, if this drug is used, it will be on the interest of patients. And I mentioned earlier, Lewis, that you've spent a lot of time working on HIV. I know one of the areas that DNDI has worked on is the really challenging area of HIV amongst children, very young people in Africa. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, that it's a very beautiful um, today in South Africa, where uh, we have been working with pediatricians here strongly for this. Today, almost all the children that are born with HIV are in Africa and in some other low ritual settings. Because thanks uh, to the antiretroviral therapy in Australia, in Europe, in the US, pregnant women or infected by HIV are not anymore transmitting the virus to the children. Here, unfortunately, in Africa, there is still plenty of pregnant women transmitting the virus. So the children are a neglected population because they are poor and they don't interest, you know, the development for drugs specifically adapted to them. And a good example is that, uh, you know, pediatricians here were forced to take the adult drug that was very bitter and, you know, trying every day to give this drug to small children that will need to take this drug for all the life was absolutely awful for, of course, pediatricians, but more for the mothers mm. and the fathers that were doing this. So what they asked us was to, you know, take those molecules, we knew them, but transform the, the final product into something much more tasty and easy to give to the children, a new formulation. So we did a powder that is sweet, that has the strawberry test. And now uh, it has been a real revolution because the children, you know, when you give them the treatment with the soup, with the, uh, with the food, well, they are even happy to take <laughs> it, uh, you know, because it has a, a grape. So the changes we need to do here are not always about a new drug, a very high level science, uh, you know, revolution. Uh, it has to be really thinking on the patient. What is the patient need? And make sometimes, you know, this type of new formulation uh, to change life uh, 
uh, of people. Well, we wish you and all your colleagues at DNDI all the best for what is, as I said, a really important and impressive mission. Dr. Luis Pizarro, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you very much, Julian, for your interview and your invitation. Luis is the Executive Director of DNDI, the Drugs for Neglected Diseases Initiative. And if you'd like to find out more about their work, they've released a video to mark the 20th anniversary of DNDI. It's called Out of the Shadows, the story of DNDI, and you can view it on YouTube. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.